0: certified life coach at Catholic mom, Danielle Tienel. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I have a really special episode for you today. I don't usually do interviews, and today I am interviewing my daughter, Vivian. Say hi, Vivian. Hi. She is home on spring break, and I was talking with her about some questions I had that was going on inside her mind as a teenager. And I said, you know what? Would you be willing to go on my podcast and share this with other moms? Because I thought it would be really helpful and insightful to kind of get this real life inside um, perspective from a teenager. So thanks for agreeing to come on.
1: No problem. I'm excited to, to help some moms out. So
0: Okay, so as you all know, I've mentioned before that I have twin daughters. And Vivian is um my my second child, I guess I say. We call her the middle child. She was she came out second. But just do you want to tell everyone just a at least a little bit about yourself or at least how old you are? And
1: yeah, so I am 18. I'll be 19 in June, so coming up close. Um, yeah, I'm currently a college student. Uh, I'm studying, uh, hopefully film. Uh, I want to be in the film industry. So yeah. That's so you're
0: a freshman. Yeah. I'm so, a freshman in
1: college. Um, that, yeah, that pretty much just sums me up. I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah. But still, I was just like, you know, you, you have the high school kind of, um, era is still sort of fresh in your mind and you've got a perspective of college too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's, um, let's see what we can do to just kind of Ask, let me ask you some questions and see what comes up. And and hopefully through this, my, my, my hope for this conversation and having this episode is for to give moms like a little bit of empowerment about what might be going on and how they can better help if you have teenagers. Um, okay? Yeah. So this is, I have a couple kind of like personal questions at the beginning. I mean, not about you, yeah. but just about like... Um,
1: you actually, actually,
0: (laughs) (laughs) just to see your thoughts about it. But here's the first one that I want to know. I want to know what it feels like to you or what it's like to you that you have a mom who's also a life coach.
1: Okay. Well, I definitely think it gives you this well like roundedness like i feel like okay i feel like it gives you this well roundedness in general but it also like sort of leaves two sides of you i think Mm. like there's definitely sort of like the the working side of you the one that you know like has the uh, all the values that you've learned like fresh in your mind that you just like want to bestow on us but then there's (laughs) also like you know like regular Danielle who like you know knows how to talk to everybody and we just have a good time and everything. So I definitely think um you definitely notice it. Like I definitely think it's like it's apparent that that's your job based
0: on some things, but it's um yeah, based on some things. Yeah, I don't, I don't know.
1: Like just yeah.
0: Okay. Well, here's here's what I'm really curious about and could be very insightful for my listeners. Do you recall a difference? Can you do you have, about me? of how I was like and how I showed up for you before I came to life coaching and became a life coach myself. And then now that I'm a parent who has these tools and different kind of perspectives on life that you just mentioned that I try and bestow on you all, (laughs) not always successfully, but is there a difference between what I call like before coaching and after coaching version of Your mom, definitely,
1: yes, no, for sure. Like there definitely was the shift. I'm not going to say that before that you were you weren't like a normally negative person, but I would say that when there's sort of like an obstacle in your way, like in general, like you definitely have a different outlook on it. I would say like there's a different Mm. approach that you took. I feel like the first time it was sort of like. You know, like, kind of how naturally anyone would react to, like, a bad situation. It would sort of just be, like, you know, kind of down in the dumps first. But I feel like you sort of analyze your playing field first. (laughs) And then you sort of attack it. I don't know. I feel like there's definitely a different approach to, like, problems. Like, whether that be just for you or for parenting. I feel like you just approach it differently. Um, But I think before, like, there was definitely sort of this... Not, like, not a negativity. I don't want to say negativity. But it was just
0: more... I don't know. Well... I, I think I know exactly what you're saying because, yeah, yeah I definitely have a different approach to motherhood and yeah. how I show up in the world after I've learned these life coaching tools. So I guess one of the examples that comes to my mind that maybe you just, you know, not recalling or d- don't want to say is I, and I definitely openly share this with my um, clients is that before coaching, I was definitely more of a um, tense yeah. and yelling mom, yeah right? Like, would you I would agree? agree? I would agree with that. And then afterwards, like now, it's definitely less.
1: It's more the, like, I'm going to pull the disappointment card as opposed to, like, uh, <laughs> I'm going to, like, verbally, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. more of the, like, yeah. yeah. I it. But I
0: love how you said that, you know, that I have a different approach because I think where I was just so, I was so reactive yeah. before. No,
1: agree. Like, now it's, like, sort of, like, this more analytical, like, let me think about this first before I yes. do blah, 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 blah. Um, it was more of like your impulse, like what like naturally comes to you. Whereas like now it's like you sort of have that I can
0: yeah like analyze it. Okay, so this is going to be like a, a little school question here, and this has to do with one of my favorite tools <laughs> in life coaching. That I'm I'm just so curious to see what you'll say. But if you could give me a grade, like using the school grading system. Mm-hmm. And I know it varies now a little bit from the numbers from like college. from Just like ABC. Like, is that what you yeah, mean? Yeah, like what like, they're yeah. like, you know, what a, you know, a failing grade is yeah, and that kind failing. of stuff. What would, what would you give me? Hmm.
1: really put me on the spot here. <laughs> um, I, I, would, I would give you like a B plus. Ooh. You know? Okay. Like if we're doing the plus minus system. I would oh, we B sure plus. are. Yeah. I would say B plus. Like, I think, like, do I need an explanation?
0: Well, first I want to say to my listeners out there, um, especially if you're not new, you'll know that what I was looking for is that when I'm, when I'm helping moms be less perfectionistic, and I was definitely a perfectionist um, before I came to this, came to life coaching, but one of the tools, and you might not know this, Vivian, but one of the tools I teach is called B-minus. Okay. Meaning, like... In this life, in this world, what we do instead of always aspiring to be perfect, like say an A or an A plus or 100%, we want to just like make progress in our life and not get tripped up on being perfect because we are human and we're going to make mistakes. And so my new goal in life is to to progress as if the things that I'm doing and accomplishing and how like even like showing up as a mom that I would I attain that I attain about a B minus. Okay. And you just gave me a B plus. So and you're uh-huh. so that's why I just kind of like chuckled a little bit because then that knows that I'm out there doing it. I'm out there trying. I'm out yeah. there like kind of showing up. So but yeah. Well, explanation why I was like is there any kind of part of Me being your mom or what you would deem how I mother that would warrant an F, a failing grade?
1: Like if I were to, like what you would have to do for me to give you an F?
0: No. Like, is there anything that you would say right now? Like, oh yeah, she definitely would get an F in there. Oh, and then maybe I should preface that that you can't say anything about my cooking. (laughs) <laughs> well, you don't cook, I so know. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't. That's probably where I would get the F, right? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I guess. Um, huh, I don't, mm, like an
1: F, like really fail. Like I wouldn't say like anything you necessarily like, like do a really like bad, like, I don't know. I, I think I would definitely, I,
0: okay. You don't have to like search it for search for <laughs> something, but it's not coming easily, right? That there's something that you would think that I was a total failure at.
1: Like, complete failure? No. Like, I feel like every part... Like, nothing that you do is perfect. Like you said, you're human. Like you had said earlier, like, everyone makes mistakes. And, you know, trial and error, I feel like... I'm, I'm not a mother, but, like, you know, I can assume that it's, like, a lot of trial and error. And just, like, trying things out. Seeing what works. And seeing what doesn't work. And sort of, like, through experience, you sort of learn things. So, I feel like there's nothing that... Like, like I feel like it'd go the other way around. Like, you could also say, I don't think anything you get an A plus in either. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like you you just... Nothing's gonna be perfect, but
0: nothing's like completely like failing. Okay. So good. And the reason why I asked that question is because I want my listeners out there to know that because a lot of moms that come to me feel like failures. Mm-hmm. Like they literally are down on themselves thinking I keep trying or I keep messing up or I don't have a close relationship with my kids, or I've or like I mentioned before, like I, I yell too much and all of that, and they literally come thinking that they're a failure or or that they are failing. So they would believe that if they get a grade, that there are some things that they would get an F in. And I sort of wanted to ask you that question because I just wanted to show that I bet you, most likely, you can see that that's like self-imposed and that the kids wouldn't think. Like your children most likely do not think that you are a total failure or that you are failing. Just kind of noticed out there, moms, that you're you're the one that is making that meaning and it's optional, right? We can just go yeah. to more like we're doing the best we can and yep, I'm a human and I make mistakes sometimes, but thank goodness there's grace and mercy and forgiveness and tomorrow's a new day mm-hmm. and all of that. So yeah, all right. Okay. So now I wanna change the pers I wanna kinda of change it from yeah. me. I was just interested to just hear your perspective um when you have a coach as a mom because yeah. I literally when I first learned all this stuff, I know that I was like wanting to teach it to all of you.
1: Right? Yeah. You still it's not wanted, <laughs> it's continued. To okay, want okay, to well, teach. well not in a bad way,
0: but well, I've learned now more to um you know, to not like for me to just lead by example, right? That's how I know it's best for me to teach you those principles. But now I wanna turn the focus on, okay, like, so again, you are 18, Mm -hmm. almost 19, Mm -hmm. and you might have to just kind of go back a little bit and think about those uh, beginning teenage years and in high school, and then now you have a little bit of taste of college. And I wanted to know, like, I'm looking for insights for my mom listeners to know how can they show up more supportive for a teenager?
1: Well, I think it definitely comes down to listening, whether you agree or not, like listen, like hear them out, let them speak, like let them like vent if they need to let them like, just get it out. Because sometimes like maybe that was the first time that they had said those words all day. You know, they didn't even know they were feeling it until they, they said it you know, like you don't, like, you don't know the backstory fully. Um, so listen, even if you don't agree and then sort of, I feel like, like I said, like, you don't have to agree, but it's like validate, make them feel validated because I feel like the thing when parents, like you said, feel like they fail, it's because they feel like they don't really understand or connect with their child. But like, like, I feel like with teenagers, it's very fickle. It it changes their opinions on things change and whatever. But as long as, a parent just hears them out. I feel like that's a great start. I feel like that's just hearing them out whether you agree or
0: not. All right. So what I'm hearing you say is that if a parent wants to be more supportive, your first kind of answer was, then we should listen more than we do.
1: I think it's listening and then deciding from there based on what they said, like your next like term of action. I think, because you can be supportive of a child, like of a teenager, but not necessarily agree with it. Like you can support them, but it's like, Mm. you might like, it's sort of having that judge free mentality as a parent.
0: Okay. Makes sense. So you would want us to listen. And then if we don't agree, like still listen, but then like slowly
1: be like, like, make sure that you can tell that they acknowledge that you validate what they're saying. uh, Ah,
0: acknowledgement. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so what I hear you saying is kind of like when it, you know, the brain is when it hears what the child has to say, it might like do a little freak out on its side, but you're saying just listen, Yeah. maybe like not interrupt, let them get it all out. And then.
1: And sort of be the sort of, I see what you're saying and I get your point of view, even if you might like not Not fully, because the more like they just make it feel like validated so that when you're. Then putting, voicing your opinion that it's like, they don't feel like, oh, they didn't even listen at all. They didn't even okay. try and understand. so them. good. So that would, I would say that and supporting, like listening is a great, a great first step.
0: Yes. Listening, what I heard, listening and validating. Yes. What they have to say. Even if you don't agree. Even if you don't agree. And sort of get those impulsive
1: judge, judgy thoughts out first. Just like, let them say it. Okay. Let them say
0: it. Yeah. And what, and here I want to, I'm glad you brought that up because here I want to remind moms out there, that your brain, there are a lot of things, when we hear our kids say, we immediately go into reaction mode. Like, I either need to fix it, or what they're saying is wrong, or that's terrible that they're feeling that way, I want to hurry up and help them feel better, right? But And some of the things that we will, like, brains just judge, right? And But it's one thing to have a thought, like a judgment thought about your child, And then it's another thing to actually voice that thought, like have it come into action. So this is where if we slow down a little bit and we're actually listening, that maybe we cannot go into like a reactive mode and be more like, you know, um, have a chance, even if we have a judging thought, like that's fine. But maybe we want to choose to not voice that judging thought. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So tell me, what teenagers... Really want from their parents when it comes to their like if if they're stressed about something like their stress or they're anxious because are teenagers stressed and anxious? <laughs>
1: very, very yes, oh, yes. I think and should we
0: be worried about that?
1: <laughs> a little bit, honestly. I think I could say a little bit because I think I notice it like even as you get older, like it's there. And I think social media, like I could go into a whole thing about that is like a big, a big cause for it just in general, because it leaves a lot of room for negative emotions, overthinking, comparison, like that kind of thing. Um, But I think that when someone, like when your kid is anxious, valuing their wanting alone time I think, like, so there's sort of that, like, when you you see your kid stressed and anxious, you want to, like, rush in and be like, what's, like, what's going on? But sometimes they need that sort of, I'm going to go up in my room, in my safe space, decompress, like, sort of, like, not that they handle it on their own. I definitely think that, like, there can be person intervention, but it's just, like, like mm-hmm. don't rush to, like, fix it. Okay. Don't rush to fix
0: it. So if we were looking how we could best support a child if we're thinking that you're stressed and anxious and you're telling me that that's definitely part of a teenager's life, right? How can we best show up for you in in that regard? And you said sometimes like like honor that they need alone time. I think it's also
1: what I had said earlier about list, the validation because, okay. um, I feel like there's sort of the, like, let's say for example, like as an example, like you're anxious about a test. Well, sometimes maybe in this hypothetical situation, the parent is like, oh, but if you had studied, you wouldn't have felt anxious. Like, don't sort of try and find the cause of this anxiety and sort of like, like, yes, you can try and find the pinpoint of like why you're nervous and why you're stressed about something, but it's like, don't make it sound blameful. It's like a, the tone that you tone. I feel like mm. it's a really important thing. Okay. Um, it's sort of like how you approach something. Cause the way you say something can very much like is impressionable on like teenagers and like the mood that you say the voice that you say it like because we'll we'll overthink that Mm -hmm. (laughs) we'll take it to heart we'll take it personally tone wise so just validating it once again and not putting blame for what their anxiety is from if that makes sense
0: okay yeah so good
1: everyone gets anxious everyone gets nervous everyone gets stressed. like that's normal so it's like being there and just blaming and being like, Oh, if you had done this, like you wouldn't have felt this, like make sure you just come from a point of just understanding.
0: Yeah. What I, what I try and emphasize, um, that I have found helpful and I kind of use on you all, but you might not know exactly the technique I'm doing it is literally just for me to ask you more questions. Like, because instead of me, because parents want to go into the, the, this is what you should do if you do this, then you'll feel better. Or we just, we do, we do get worried and stressed for our kids and we want you all to be happy. So we are, it's natural for us to be like, okay, well, here's what we think you should do. Right. But now I'm, I'm, I'm really leaning into, um, like okay, tell me about it, Vivian. Like what, like what, what, what are you worried about? Or do you want to share with what's going on? Or do you want to have be by yourself? Is there anything that I could do for you at this moment? I literally go into trying to get your, like ask for your thoughts with questioning. Have you noticed that I've, Oh, I I know that that you do that. You ask (laughs) questions and I
1: would not trying to like discredit you, but I'm saying like, wait Please don't do that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not trying to discredit you, but I'm just, I'm saying like, like, don't, I like what you were saying earlier about sort of like making it optional for them to say what they want to say. Don't like, cause I feel like this sort of like, not interrogating, but it's like the, the question asking can feel like interrogating when you're under Ooh. that stress situation, when you're in that pressure, like everything's heightened for you in that moment. You know what I mean? You're already, your emotions are high, you're, like you're already like in a state of like frenzy. You know what I mean? So it's like having something probed at you can be very like, like, I feel like if you want to have those questions of sort of like, how can we analyze the situation? You come at it when they've had that alone time, when they've let you, when you've listened, if that okay. makes sense.
0: Yeah. We keep coming back to, this is definitely a theme moms out here. we're We're hearing that, that, that Vivian is saying, listen more. Maybe listen more, talk less. Yeah. Is kind of. But I, I think with the, qu- the line of questioning, it's coming from for me to get to a place of empathy. Yes. Not a place of like interrogation. Like it's not like it literally is, I'm trying to understand right. you more. Right. That's the kind of line of questioning that I'm talking like, oh, tell me more. Like, oh, I can see why you right. would think that. And those kind of things. It's
1: sort of like being their hype man. But, like, you know if that makes sense? Like, no, I have no idea what that means. Like, like is hyping that a teenage term? No, like, hype, like to hype someone up. like. Sort oh, of, but hype. I yeah. thought you
0: said they're hype man. I no, was like, hype, what is that?
1: hype man. <laughs> like, hyping them up, like, sort of making them, like, as if you were, like, not, I'm not trying to say, like, you're in the relationship of best friends. But yeah. it's, like, when you're hearing them out, sort of being there, like, like, the comments that you make are not, why would you do that? Or... Like you should have done that differently. Like it's more
0: mm-hmm. like
1: I see that. I see that. But then once they've sort of dialed down that talking, that's when you can sort of put in your input and sort of be that, have that supportive. Scoop yes.
0: In. Yes. So good. Okay. Is there anything you would want as a teenager from us that would help your self esteem? Um. Are we speaking
1: like personal, like self esteem, or like are we talking about like just in general? Yeah. What are
0: the yeah. <laughs> why are you at me like that? <laughs> <Nothing>. I just <laughs> um self esteem. Um or you know, we can also, you know, use the word confidence. Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. Um
1: I don't wanna like repeat myself because I feel like there's definitely
0: different ways you can look at it. Why what came to mind though?
1: It's just that sort of not coming from like I know like everyone's human and stuff, but it's just like not openly going in like reacting like that like excluding that sort mm-hmm. of reactive like your first thoughts on something like just sort of like asking, pause yeah like asking yourself like should I say that kind of thing like sort of think before like kind of you speak I don't know how to
0: really explain it but it's just like like we take ourselves a timeout before we <laughs> before we dive into what we want yeah yeah. That's just so important in general for becoming less of a reactive parent. Yeah. Is to make it a habit to build in pauses. Pauses when you learn news, pauses when your kids say something that you don't like or you're or you're viewing some behavior like what some time and a breather and a little think through would will do before you approach and try and kind well, of because that counteracts because teenagers are reactive mm-hmm. teenagers are the one that
1: like they get those sporadic emotions they get those like at first news of something they freak out
0: like that's i feel like the teenager's job uh-huh. <laughs> i feel
1: like yeah, and you so, can't have two reactors right if we're
0: both and that's what happens that's what happens so we yeah, both and that's react. human like that's normal but it's just like you know that's taking- what i tell my 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 clients it's we're human and it's normal yep yeah Okay, so any, like, challenges that you think teenagers face that we think are a problem but really aren't?
1: The teenagers.
0: Yeah, it's like, so what's kind of, like, the, what happens with teenagers all around? Just kind of, like, make it sort of like a blanket stereotype. Um. Yeah. Is there any challenges or?
1: Well, there are definitely challenges. Um, I feel like it comes from, I think we've talked about this before, but just like the world is way different than when you were a teenager. Mm. Um, Technology is overruling the world. Um, We went through a pandemic growing up. Like, I feel like there's a lot of things that we've dealt with that. Yeah. Like, I'm sure like you can try and go back to relate to, but it's like, it's hard to really, really put yourself back in that exact position when our life is so much different than The nineties, eighties. Is that something
0: that you, you don't like when we say, um, but when, back when we were kids, I don't know
1: (laughs) because then it's, it's, it's totally different. Like you're like, everything is different. Like not saying school is harder, but I'm saying like the way schools are run are different. The way, like, like, like I said, like electronics have sort of become the new normal with things like social media parents didn't have, like, you feel like you cannot make that comparison. Like, even though you might be like, oh, this is going to make them feel better because this happened for me. But in reality, like it's, it's way different. So it's like that comparison and trying to parallel like what you were like as a kid like it just it doesn't work the way that i feel like you think that it does not you specifically but just
0: in general yeah how can parents make you feel like respected more in general than maybe um i feel like give
1: teenagers the opportunities to make adult decisions Mm. And see sort of their – even if you, like, maybe you're like, oh, they're not ready. Like, maybe they're too young. Like, sort of give them that – like, not authority, but just give them that freedom to make decisions and sort of help them learn from their experiences, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, just use – Yeah, just letting them make older decisions and more mature decisions than you might feel like they're ready for. I think, because then it will sort of give them like, oh, they think I'm ready. They like that validation that I was talking about.
0: Yeah. And what do you think that parents like are too controlling over teenagers about and that in your opinion, they should be less controlling of?
1: Now, I, I'm very split about this because I've mixed reviews about it, but I'm going to say social media um because I think on one hand, it's like good to be. Um, like, you know, forceful. About, like, not forceful, but just, like, aware of it. Have, rule, have yeah, rules, have rules, or rules or boundaries. and boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I was going to say something that was quite profound, and now I cannot think of it. Um, <laughs> I'm
0: sure it was. But
1: then it's, like, at the end of the day, like, you guys didn't have social media. And I think, oh, it's sort of that thing where it's, you know how people say, like, oh, when you say something, the teenager does the opposite? It's true. I think it's true. Um, mm. it, You don't really, like, I don't think teenagers realize that they do it, but I think that it's sort of that, like, they want to go against your parents sometimes, yeah, they want, even if you don't really
0: believe yeah, it. You don't, yeah, you don't even believe,
1: like, you don't realize you're doing it until you're doing it. Um, so just know that, like, and I've seen this firsthand in college that strict strict parents have very loose and, like, kids. Like, it's sort of when they get that freedom, it goes south. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just say, like, not saying to be totally lax, but I'm just saying, like, like, rules are good, but it's just, like, um, you got to find an in between because,
0: mm, yeah. um, I can see this for sure. When older, I, I've seen it firsthand, like going south. So yes, because that it, I want you to know, like that is hard for us yes. parents and to wear that fine line. And of course there's different maturity levels and things like that with our kids. But I know, especially with our first kids who become teenagers, you know, um, that, that fine line of when we get, go out of you all needing us for everything to when it is time to let you spread your wings, have a little bit more independence, make choices for yourself. And I see that that's where a lot of the battles come in with um, my coaching clients when they're struggling with their kids is of uh, just knowing when is too much and when is uh, too much of like rules and, you know, kind of holding tight to that. And yeah, it's just something that parents have to navigate. It's it's another thing of learning by experience.
1: Like there's no textbook way to do it because everyone every family is different, households different. So it's like it's it's very much um, doing it by experience and sort of just like learning from every time you try to enforce something how it sort of ends out
0: ends up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, is there anything Is there anything, and that's a little bit on the spot, but is there anything else that you would want to like just share with us about a teenager's mind or what they would want to that you think to tell the moms listening that would help them become, you know, better at connection and relating to their teenager and just kind of strengthening the relationships they have with their teenagers?
1: I would just say that like going back in my teenager days, like, we are very sporadic, um, and we, we just, I feel like we just want that emotional support. We want that, um, we want you guys to be there, but it's just, um, like I said, validation. And even if you don't agree with it, um, sort of, um, going through that route and just feeling listened to and like getting to that level of empathy, um, goes a long way.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. So thanks so much thanks for doing for this with me. me. It's so fun to have you and, and to work and to have at least somebody represented one of the kids <laughs> as a mom on the podcast. Yeah, but it was yes. Fun. So I hope you had a takeaway or two from my time here with my daughter, Vivian, and I will be talking to you again next week. want to say bye, Vivian. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Peaceful Mind Podcast. Are you ready to take everything I teach you here and put it to work for your own life to really learn how to have peace of mind no matter what is happening around you? If so, I'd love to have you as a client. As your coach, this is where you'll get personal and focused time on your own mind using life coaching tools, concepts, and proven life-transforming wisdom all through a faith-filled lens. To learn more about how we can work together, come on over to DanielleTeenal.com. There, you'll see how to sign up for a free coaching consult and learn how to get started. Until next time, peace be with you always.